Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that cannot believe Willow's hats. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh my god, Willow. It's a return to form. I'm so angry with her this episode. This is the hat cast. There's... And the one, she just has it on for so long. There, scene after scene. There are two that I'm really mad mm, at. Mm. The button on this episode, I don't know what happens. I just know that she's wearing a different color of that same fucking hat. And it's yep. terrible. She has eaten so many colors. I think this is the third color we see it in. Oh, yeah. It's like the bucket hat with the yep. stupid... Br- it's awful. Oh, my God. It's the bad Buffy Twitter... Fashion. Yeah. Right, right, right. The hats. Yes, the hat. Yeah. God. It's Willow in that stupid fucking hat. Why would they put her in it? Why did she agree to be dressed like that? <laughs> she has no, no choice in the matter. Faith's looking fly as hell whenever we see her, which is... Never. Never. <laughs> right? Don't you miss her? Yeah. So this is episode 12. Season Herpes. Three. Helpless. Helpless. January 19th. Thank you. 1999. So you say that this is better than gingerbread, huh? We'll see about that. Are you joking right <laughs> now? <laughs> uh, this is maybe the closest I've ever come to death. Huh. It's interesting. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Those were my thoughts when I was going into it because I had come off of gingerbread and it was Right, you good. were riding that sugary high. Yeah. Right. It was wonderful and I enjoyed it. And then you made it seem like this was such a better episode than that. And that was such a hateful and despicable episode. And I mean, the first scene of this is Buffy and Angel fighting by candlelight. So I can see where that might have been like, you're basically like, fuck you, Michaela. Yeah, what fuck, the fuck you do in you this fucking, fucking episode. Know. Yeah, they're <laughs> tussling. We've got Trangel because she's oh, training with Angel. He found a shirt. So how much of a shirt is it? I don't know. I think it's probably a tank 50, top. 50% of the shirt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are they a bit too sweaty? Yes. Even I've got a note that says, dang, <laughs> dem shoulders. He does look great. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're doing some trangel times. It's physical, but also it's sexy times. Uh, at one point, I think so many Buffy's candles. on top of Angel. Yeah. Okay. They're fighting like by the hearth. <laughs> Right, there's just fire everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I understand that they're both pretty good fighters, but mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe don't put the candles on the floor <laughs> and then punch each other near them. So if they were like practicing with swords and had wooden swords, great. If you're practicing with a stake, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you make it anything but wood. Yeah. Wooden stake is, like, that's not a practice stake. No. She's like, oh, ha ha, I almost killed you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> What if someone had bumped into your shoulder in an inopportune time and Angel had gone the way of Jesse with the worst death ever? What if that had come back? Oh, wow. We're two for two on Jesse. Hell yeah, we are. We need to bring him up all the time. We don't bring him up enough. No. And honestly, if anyone is listening to this and hasn't heard like season one of this podcast. It'll make no sense. They're like, who's Jesse? (laughs) (laughs) Because people don't remember him, Dave. How does that make you feel? So sad. (laughs) Pour one out. Yeah, pour one out for Jesse. It's Buffy's birthday. Good. She's turning 18. Ooh. Oh, very nice. Very nice. 
And maybe we're going to see Hank Summers again? Spoiler alert, we are not. We're going to talk about him. We're going to remember that he exists. Remember that Hank exists. Pour one out for Hank. And at the beginning of this episode, I would have said, gosh, he's absolutely the worst father figure for Buffy. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I, I have problems with this episode. No, for sure. But... Like, they're problems that I feel like are in line with the characters. So I think this is actually the opposite of Gingerbread for me, mm. where I like both of them. Yeah. But Gingerbread, I feel like it overarching. Yeah. It's a bad, like, arc for everyone. Right. It doesn't push anything forward right. that much. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the specifics of it, right? Like, yeah. I enjoyed the individual scenes. This, the scenes are good. The arc is what's really the best part of this because for Buffy and Giles individually and their relationship together yeah this is a really important episode very important but the motivations of especially Giles (laughs) mostly Giles are so entirely questionable and acting against what we've seen for two and a half seasons that it it gets hard to swallow some of the specifics of this. Yeah. And, I mean, we can get to that. Because mm-hmm. I was having trouble with it, too. But I think you can make an argument for it. Yeah. So Giles and Buffy are hanging out with some sweet crystals. Yeah, they're looking at some stones. As part of Buffy's slayer training. <laughs> she has to know which stones make your aura nice and clean. Yes. Align your... Chi. Chakra? Yes, chakras are good. Is that even how you pronounce that word? Yeah, chakra, sure. Sure. Why why not? Uh, We hear a bit more about Faith on other characters. Yeah, not here. (laughs) Right. She's gone walkabout again? She's just... I mean, to be fair, if Faith decides to just kind of fuck off, how are you going to find her or contact her in any way? If only she had a watcher. Yeah, to watch where she went. Yeah, no. But it's not like we'll see any interactions with the Watcher Council. I mean, they're very far away and they've got better things to do probably yeah. than worry about one of the two slayers on the planet. They're like a pretty hands-off organization, you yeah. might say. Yeah, they're very hands-off. They're barely informed <laughs> about anything and they're rarely involved. Sure. Why does she not have a watcher yet? We're going to keep coming back to this this episode. Yeah. But that is the question. It's not just Giles. Like, Giles has bad motivations in this. But the Watcher Council is so full of blame through this entire episode. They're only going to give them one more watcher. They're never going to give them two watchers. And why not? Like, the way they talk about it, it sounds like there is just a pile of watchers over in England. There's some fucking asshole that we'll meet. Why isn't he Faith's watcher? There are He's enough already watchers in America. That, like, they're gonna, they go on retreats together. Yeah. You don't go on a retreat with four people. That's super weird. That's crazy. Retreat implies tens of people. Right. Yeah. And they already brought this up. Like, the writers brought this up this season that Faith doesn't have a watcher. And that she needs one. Right. And then that's just gone. Gone out of their minds. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not actually that angry about this episode, I guess. But Uh, specific parts of it, I'm very incensed about. But those Uh, are problems we've always had with the Watcher's Council. This one just throws it all into stark relief. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's part of the point. They feel like they're in charge of the Slayers. But they also just kind of feel like, well, we don't actually have to, like, do anything about that, though. But then what do they do all the time? Yeah. What the mm. fuck are they doing all of the time? Curating. I've read some comics where I've seen that they do other things. Oh. But who Theory. knows how canonical those are. 
Yeah. Buffy goes patrolling mm. after her sweet rock training session. And she's about to stake a vamp when suddenly she gets like a headache or something. The vamp turns the stake around on her. It's getting all dramatic. Tune in next week for the first episode of Faith the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> or Jonathan the Vampire Slayer. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'd watch that. He'd just be so confused the entire time. Larry is his watcher, but he's also really just, he's a huge bully. <laughs> no, Larry's cool now that he's out, right? Sort of. There hasn't been a lot of Larry. No, that also makes Lair. me sad. Poor Lair. Yeah, so Buffy's having some trubs. Mm -hmm. She seems to, so far, have reductions to her strength and constitution <laughs> modifiers. Good. Right? And then, in the next scene, we'll learn that her dexterity is also decreased. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking all of my head. Uh, yeah, she stakes the vampire. Yeah. She's like, that was weird. And I'm like, maybe your aura is dirty, Buffy. Maybe you shouldn't be dismissive of all these stupid fucking rocks. And you're like, half right. <laughs> you know? You're like, a little bit right about that. Yeah, it's I'm, related to the rocks. I'm more right than I should be. Yep. Certainly. She talks to Giles about how she's off his game. Buffy, whenever she can, is going to bring it back to ice skating. She loves ice skating. I was so convinced that we would get another 10 to 15 minute montage of her <laughs> doing some ice skating in this episode. I was so sure that it was going to happen and there would just be a solid 20 minutes in the middle where she's doing solo ice skating. And then you were just so let down that that didn't happen. No Hank Summers, no, no. 20 minute to 40 minute what's, montage of ice skating. Point, right? What is the point of this episode know. anymore? Buffy's wearing a shirt that seems to have a built-in scarf. Oh, what? <laughs> Did you not notice this? No. So, like, you look at her shirt, and it's it's just like a regular long sleeve shirt. And then she's got a scarf on that's the exact same color as her shirt. Oh, but wait, it's it's attached? So it's sort of like if... So she had taken one of the lengths of it and sort of put it around her shoulder. But if it was just like she put it on and she hadn't done anything to it, there would basically be like at the collar, two long pieces of cloth coming out like scarf-like. That's insane. <laughs> she also has butterfly clips. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> fucking butterfly fucking clips. One of these days, Michaela. One of these it. days, I'll notice. I've given up. Or I'll... Maybe I just need to look at more of these episodes after we talk about them. And then think to yourself, that's a butterfly clip. Right. I see it now. Yeah. Then maybe I'll look at people's heads more. She's got know. a lot of weird hair happening. Like, I mean, in general, recently. It's a lot Her of just, like... season three hair is not... It's off fleek, for sure. It's... There's, like, pieces of it just kind of everywhere. <sighs> and it's, like, up. But I don't know. That's yeah, a disaster. Buffy's sad that she won't get to go to the ice show with the, her dad for her birthday. Because, like, apparently it's this thing that they always do together and you would never miss it. And now she's feeling too poorly. So she'll have to miss it. But she gets home. Her dad has skipped out on her. So you would say that, like, her dad betrayed her. Ooh. Because... Father betrayal. Yeah. That's not going to be a theme of this episode, no. though. No. 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 So she's pissed because, like, this is a thing that she allegedly does every year. I mean, was there any mention of it last year? When or... <laughs> Buffy and her mom were just sadly eating ice cream by themselves after, after like Ted that whole... had died. No, the oh. judge. My name is Judge. Oh, the judge. <laughs> so Buffy. Yes, we get more judge throws in here now. <laughs> Them judge drops. Everyone loves those. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 
But yeah, so because it's a surprise party for Buffy, right? And then Judge Arm. And then they put the judge together. They actually make reference to that in this episode, too. They call back. At one point, Buffy says, like, last year she got, or Angel says that she got the arm. She was more excited about the arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Buffy has sex with Angel. He doesn't call her. At what point is she like, better go to that ice show? (laughs) With my dad, like I do every year. Every year. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. So we see... Uh, a couple British guys in a house. Spooky one dark. Of them, one of them is an older man. I mean, he's an old British guy. Do you think he knows Giles? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> What's that, Dave? Not he? all British people know each other. This no. Ethan guy no. probably doesn't know Giles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I had actually thought that all British people were watchers. Oh. I didn't even think that they all knew each other. No. I thought they were all watchers. No. But there's a single one who isn't a watcher. Mm. And it's Ethan. I wish this episode had Ethan. I guess it's English people. <laughs> right. Because Angel is technically Irish. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Liam right. from Ireland. And like, we're not going to throw any Scottish accents in the mix here. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, some horrible Scottish demon. I don't know why. <laughs> that just sounds... Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but all English people know each other, and all but one of them are watchers. Is a watcher or an ex-watcher? Oh, true. Yeah, right. Because I guess oh, she didn't know Giles. No, she didn't know but Giles. She was an ex-watcher. Like she, but they're all linked, right? Right. It's like one degree of separation at most in England. Right. Yeah, which is I'm so mad about that. But so this guy, QT, right. old guy, yeah, QT. Quentin Travers. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So he was featured in a comic book of Buffy stuff that I read. Right. uh, Comic anthology. I'm pretty sure I just recognize him from Buffy? He's in a lot of stuff. Okay, so I might recognize him from other places. Everywhere, guys. Yeah. Have you seen season three of Kimmy Schmidt? No. I think I've only seen season one. Because he's in that. Oh, man. I'm just remembering John Hamm singing a song about Jesus. He was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people <laughs> Oh, God. See, oh, that's a good show. I need to watch more of that. Every time they talk about the bunker, it's just... <laughs> yeah. But anyways, in season three, okay. the QT yeah. plays an old rich man. He's really funny, honestly. Yeah. Jenna hangs out with him a lot. It's really great. <laughs> so maybe I know him from other places. Sure. I was pretty sure I recognized him. And then it's plausible that I recognize him from this show. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty he's sure He's in it a couple of times. Yeah. You know, he's like head watcher dude. Right. You know, face old of the council. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, he, maybe he is the whole council for all we know. I swear. No, at some point we see like the council. Maybe. with I swear they're like in a room all sitting down. It's a bunch of old dudes you know, and they have axes or something. I'm remembering something like this too. Hmm. I guess we'll get to that. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that it's different than the image that I have in my head. I'm positive. <laughs> my image might be right. Who's to hmm, say? Maybe. They're breaking up uh, an old house. Spooky it's a spooky bricks. old house. Like this spooky house is... bricks. Oh, the are you, bricks are not spooky. Excuse me, breaking up a window isn't spooky. The From action the is spooky. The action spooky. The bricks themselves are not. It's so fucking dark. I know you complain all the time how it's dark so it is. Dark. This is the darkest it has ever been. 
Like, later on, too, you're just like, I don't know what's happening. Should I be scared? I don't know. <laughs> it's so dark. Literal pitch blackness. Great. <laughs> you hear thumping sounds occasionally. I bet that's exciting. <laughs> Whatever's happening uh, here. There's uh. a spooky box. Spooky. Right. Giles is not the best dad. He's really not the best dad. He hypnotizes Buffy with a rock in one of their rock training seshes and then injects with her with something. It's sketchy as hell. It's 0% so, bueno. So Buffy's like in the middle of trying to ask Giles to go to the ice show with her. Right. That's why I initially said that yeah. he was not the best dad. And honestly, so I mean, setting aside everything he's doing, which is there an excuse for it? Not really. From the get go, he should have said no. Yeah. Right. You can make arguments about, like, tradition. No, his sudden growing of testicles is so weird. English. But he always is, like, deferential to the council. Until he doesn't tell them that his slayer died. That, like... So he doesn't give them any information. Right. But, like... I guess he does what they ask. Sort of. Except he throws out the handbook that they gave him. And that's a book. For Giles (laughs) to disregard a book... I feel like Giles wanting to follow the proper procedure of his job, even though he does disagree with it, I can see that. I don't think he would follow it in this. Up until it endangers Buffy. Right. It's fine. That's too far. Yeah. You you can't really explain it away. But but this, this scene where, I mean, he's obviously incredibly guilty, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't want to be doing it, but he's like making himself do it. And so then that's why he's sort of dismissive. Of this whole her asking him this. She, like, you know, he just wants to, like, get this whole bullshit over with. But I don't know. I feel like he would understand what it means for her to be asking this of him. But he also probably knows that he shouldn't, like, there's a level of closeness he should have with Buffy. But having this parental level of closeness is not what the council wants. And that now that they're in town, he's, like, I don't checking know. himself. Yeah. It doesn't change how he should feel about her, though. And we know that he feels like she's a daughter to him. And I think this would all be a lot easier to swallow if there were a bunch of, like, on-screen times when we see, like, Giles reporting to the council. Like, oh, the council said that, like, this needs to happen and Giles is following the council rules. Because all of those things could be happening, but they never show them to us. It just highlights how much better it gets when you get to Once More with Feeling. Because his song about standing in her way Mm -hmm. is the perfect level of really caring about her, but also needing to do something that will endanger her for her own good. Because this is not for her own good. No. There's nothing redeemable about it. Other than like, tradition. Yeah. This is how it's always been done. Which is bullshit. That's, That's not an excuse for anything. God, no. No. And so that... When you get to he's standing in her way, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that he needs to do this hard thing. This, it's just like, why? His motivations don't make any fucking sense. His motivations are that he's being told to do it, but that doesn't really jive with what we've seen. He's Ripper. (laughs) He was Ripper. He still is Ripper. (laughs) Whenever Ethan shows up, he is Ripper. Whenever something Uh... needs doing, he's Ripper. Except in this episode, later on, he goes into the house after, like, things have gone down. He nearly chucks when he sees a dead body. So I took that to be more what has been done to that body is so horrific that even Giles... Even Ripper? Yeah. Is upset by it? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Just some pretty disgusting things to a dead body. I guess. I don't know. Ripper's a 
fucking badass though, or it when, should be. Like, so yeah, you're reading that scene as like, oh, he can't even handle that, and I'm reading it as they're trying to make it seem like what's happened is so horrible okay. because like this guy can't handle it, right? Yeah, uh, it doesn't come off. Like, I think that is subtext, and that's valid subtext. But, but could, it comes off at surface it, value. I can as like, see it the yeah. other way, too. Yeah. He's just like, oh, no, I'm too stuffy and British for this to have happened. Oh, no. <laughs> but that flies in the face of everything we know about Giles. Some of the things we know, yeah. <laughs> well, some of the things we thought we knew. So Amy is still a rat. Yep, we have remembered that today. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I loved this scene. Buffy's asking Willow about how Amy is. She's like, oh, she's great. She's got her wheel. Oh, she's so happy on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, her cage is fine. And it's like, no. She's a person trapped in a rat body. How's it going getting her back to a human? Yeah. And Willow's like, oh, not so good. <laughs> and then, I mean, maybe that's sort of their excuse for, to just forget for the her. show forgetting. Because Willow is like somehow caught up in this idea of like, look at this nice pet rat. I got her a bell. But that's insane. It's so insane. It's insane. And like, you don't know. Is she conscious in there? I would hope so. Like, so, I mean, I don't know. Is that better or worse? Oh, no, I'd hope not, It's much worse. If she knows she's trapped as a rat (laughs) and she can see Willow buying her a little bell. You're my little rat, Amy. If she ever gets out of there, Willow is (laughs) dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, who is Cordy getting yelled at by? I sort of seen this guy before. You know, I don't know if this is a guy we've seen before or if he just is like Mr. Generic <laughs> Douche. douchebag. That's a good question because... Hmm. I swear I've seen him before in something. Like maybe when Cordy in The Wish was seeing a guy... And he didn't want to be seen with him? I had like a brief moment where I thought maybe it was that guy. I don't know. I'm trying to look this up. It's not really working for me. That's fine. Whatever. Because I'm sure he's not credited, really. He had lines, though. He did have lines. Okay, so there's Blair and Hobson, who I'm pretty sure are the British helper dudes. Right. Then there's Guy and construction worker. (laughs) So he's not construction worker. No. Because I'm pretty sure that's the, like... Nighttime sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. Can get a lap yeah, yeah. dance? Right. I don't know. So, I mean, if we assume he's Guy, <laughs> which, uh, that seems... <laughs> Maybe his name is Guy, like from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> sure. That's... Guy Fleekman. Guy, you have a last name. Do I? Do I? That's very possible. Then, um, uh, yeah, there's no reason we should recognize him at all. Anyway, so Cordy's getting yelled at by some douche. By some guy. Yeah. (laughs) By guy. And Buffy comes up and she's like, hey, that's not okay. And she goes to push him away. But oh no, her strength modifier is so down. It's so low. It's negative at this point. Yeah. It's so negative that this guy just fucking throws her into a bench. Yeah. And like, he was manhandling Cordelia in a very aggressive way. And like, you know, Cordelia sort of beats at his chest and gets him to go away but like this guy's still just walking around treating women like this he seriously injures buffy and is just like oh she started it yeah what he's a uh, not a good person right so i mean this is just the introduction of we already had a little bit of this where buffy's starting to be shittier at things but now is when she starts to feel truly like helpless yeah 
She freaks out about it to Giles, and he's just like, ah, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Uh, he can't even look her in the eye. Yeah. Is it time for your treatment? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess treatment sounds good right about now. Audrey, time for your treatment. What's wrong with him? Are you ready for your treatment? All right, but can I kick that guy's ass first? <laughs> I see what we're doing. <laughs> all, all Joss things are interrelated, right? Sure. Yeah. No. Buffy takes place on Earth that was. Right, and then... So we're saying Dolphus is after and then Firefly? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Ca- oh, Cabin in the Woods is hard to reconcile. Because <laughs> everything ends. Except for those spaceships that get away. Fuck! Earth that was! <laughs> we solved it, guys. <laughs> Heard it here first. I'm sure that is already I'm been I'm sure forwarded. it is too. Yep. <laughs> so now, now is when we come into our first segment. And it's actually a repeat segment. I don't oh. like to do these. But we need to talk about who watches the Watchers. Strong together, united forever. They're the best of friends. But when trouble's about, you'd best watch out for the Watchmen. <laughs> okay, so the the behavior of the council right. is infuriating in universe, and outside, like from where we're at. It's completely baffling. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is with these assholes? Like, they're just showing up now. They still don't have a watcher for faith. What if there were an apocalypse right now? Who would save them? Because their plan is to disable Buffy and lock her in a room with a vampire to see if she can kill him. Right? And, like, so this this idea of... You know, this is a test we need for the Slayer. Okay, this is this is like their base idea. They're like, you know, like her strength and dex are so high, we can't really tell what her intelligence and wisdom scores are. So we need to <laughs> take away all of her other stuff and figure out so that we can figure out how smart she is. So this is like a deadly escape room. But you yeah. know what? Just put her in a regular fucking escape room yeah. and tell her, don't b- bust your way out of here. If she does, then you're like, oh, she's that dumb. Exactly. And so I like, sure, I get that you want to figure out if your slayer can like think on her feet, blah, blah, blah. But like, you don't have to do it in a way that will literally kill her. Or kill the entire world if J2 pops up. Or if just the judge shows up again. So it makes no sense that this was ever a thing. And the fact that they're continuing to do it. Also, makes no sense. They show up now in Sunny D for some reason. Because it's her 18th birthday. Giles doesn't put up much of a fuss in any way. He goes to QT for direction. And he's like, yo, I got some some reservations. I gotta tell you, you know? I'm thinking maybe this isn't the best for everyone. Uh, If we could do it some other way, that'd be great. If we could just all like get along and communicate. And you're like, where is Ripper right now? Where is the man who lifted Ethan by his ear? (laughs) Who directed Buffy to knock the teeth down the back of his throat? I mean, that man was a teenager. (laughs) Bring him back. Like, and, and so, I mean, in a way, the Watcher's Council, like, the basis of this test is that the Slayer is replaceable. Yeah. Which <laughs> so should, are you should against that now? Is 100% that? on board. But suddenly... Suddenly? <laughs> suddenly, I'm like, hey, this goes against everything that Giles has said. Logically, it makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, no, I think I've got to... Uh, oh. I've got to admit that this is hypocritical of me. <laughs> I may have been wrong this is for a the first time ever. Of position, yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Another first. 
it no, it's a super horrible idea. And I think if a if a slayer dies in defense of the world, that's one thing. That's completely fine. Yeah. If she dies just because some assholes decided to fuck with her, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's crazy. So slayers, I think, still are replaceable, and they're the best candidates for dying when the chips are down. Right. When the chips are still up. Yeah. And you're like, hey, let's maybe kill her anyway and see if the chips suddenly drop before we can call another one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? Why would you ever do that? I got nothing. So the watcher assholes are keeping some vamp straight-jacketed in a box, and he is pretty cray. So this guy. (laughs) Oh, this guy. Oh, this guy. So. Tell me. I'm looking at this guy, and like... You know, the last time I watched this episode, not that long ago, but for some reason, this particular time, I was just like, wait, wait just a darn minute. And this actor, he's going to be back in a few seasons as a different character. Really? And I didn't realize it before now. Wow. Like, like a side character, but like in multiple episodes. Wow. Like. Can you tell me his name or is that spoiling too much? Well, I mean, you either remember him or you don't. Yeah, no. His name is Rack. Okay, no. Yeah. I don't. So, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. In about the same amount of time it took us to get here. <laughs> so, I mean, will you even remember this conversation then? Probably not. Let's be honest. Have I seen this guy in anything else? Because he does seem fairly familiar to me. He sort of is. Like, he's in some Walking Dead, probably as, like, this same kind of, like, bad dude. Yeah. Because he's got, like, calm bad guy down. I'm talking softly, but I'm super scary. When he's, like, licking his fingers after he kills a guy with one hand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's he, the image that I have of him. He's doing great things. Like, yeah. he's a fun guy. And I've seen him, like, he's in some episodes of New Girl where he plays their, like, creepy landlord and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's around as well. But just, I'm, like, l- hearing his voice, and his voice is pretty distinctive. And I'm like, w- but wait, that sounds a lot like another Buffy character. But wouldn't I have noticed? It Wouldn't I have noticed? <laughs> Is this another, like, Luke situation where they just had his face cast and they're so, like, let's bring it back? Not really. No. Because he's, like, kind of a person. He's normie face? Well, in this, in this episode, he's, like, vamp face the whole time. Yeah. Right? So, from that perspective, he probably does look different enough mm-hmm. later on. That, And, I mean, again, it's been a long time between the two things. So, yeah, I just... Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> Cool. Let's talk about Willow's first terrible hat. It Okay, listeners, I'll paint you the best mental picture I can. Do it. It'll be beautiful. You've watched Firefly. Mm. You know Jane's hat from Firefly. It's kind of like that, but without the ear flaps. It is a toque. It's mm-hmm. got a pom-pom at the top. Mm-hmm. It is multicolored, primarily mm. like yellow-orange. Yep. And it pairs very nicely with her lime green sweater and pink skirt and yellow tights her outfit is an assault (laughs) on the eyes it's like what you would dress a six-year-old in if you were blind no see kids you can put stupid colors on because you're like oh they're a kid it's so cute (laughs) look at all the fun colors (laughs) right i've got a note that says come on will you're better than this but this outfit to me is like the look that willow had a lot of the time in season two yeah this like sneakers tights skirt fuzzy sweater insane hat like that's classic willow (laughs) it's it's classic willow but 
I'm hoping we get to a point soon where we're not a classic Willow. And her later outfits, when she figures out that she can have, like, the loose-fitting top with one shoulder out and her reasonable hair and, like, just some nice colorful jeans on. The whole hippie lesbian vibe. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Once she figures that shit out. Now, Dave. She's got it on lock. What do you this... think? Is this classic Willow outfit, is she going to wear this to college? No. <laughs> Because next year she's going to college. She is going to college. Like, what's she going to be wearing in college? I have to hope that she steps up her game before going to college. Real talk. When you went to university, did you change your wardrobe in any way? I don't remember. All right. I'll I'll prompt your memory. Maybe. I don't know. I, I know what I did. Sure. I decided that up until then, I had not really been choosy about what I wore. Mm. Not really choosy about what I wear now. But that was when I made a conscious decision to go with solid color top Mm. with zero writing on it and it preferably is a dark neutral okay and then jeans i did it all in my t-shirt and jeans that's right it doesn't mean anything i was like i want enough jeans to do for me right they should all be blue then i don't really have to think about it they should all be everything goes with that reasonably loose fitting I don't want any blue tops then, mm. but dark neutrals in any any color, really. Green, blacks, grays, even purples and dark pinks. Sure. Reds, yep. that's fine. And that that's basically the uniform that I wear today. Yeah, no, I... I mean, you're currently wearing sort of a, a light-colored yeah, shirt. Yeah, this is a white shirt. Yeah. So that's a departure. It's Yeah, you've moved... Not on, no. I guess. But the only things that I own that aren't that are usually from either like Halloween costumes that I've repurposed because I think that's, or this is like an undershirt that I'll wear Mm, sometimes. Sure. Or shirts that my companies give me. That's the only thing I'll wear with writing on. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I did not make such a dramatic decision as that. I don't really remember because I always would have cared more probably about what I I was wearing. I lost all collars to my shirts. Interesting. I don't wear collared shirts anymore if I can avoid it. Because now, now that I'm thin, Mm -hmm. everything looks good. Oh, (laughs) So (laughs) there's that. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I just put any shirt on. I'm like, oh, it looks amazing. Great. (laughs) Off we go. (laughs) Good real talk. Yeah. Humility I also gained. I lost the weight. Yeah. No. Humble person. (laughs) So Buffy's worried that she won't get her power back. Yeah, so Buffy is discovering that after two and some odd years of being a slayer, she's now defined as such. Mm -hmm. She's defined by her power. She whined and whined. Oh, I'm the chosen one. I didn't didn't get a choice. (laughs) And now she's like, oh, but I'm so used to it now. It's so comfortable. And I mean, I get it. Like being able to be strong and be dexterous and then all of a sudden... For seemingly no reason, just being a normal person again. That sounds really shitty. This isn't the episode of trench coats, right? I think last episode I missed some things where like Buffy had a pea coat on first and then a very similar looking trench coat on. She later. was wearing a lot of coats yeah. last episode, yeah. Okay. She wears like a red coat at one oh, point. Oh, don't even get me started on red oh, coat. We'll get to it. Oh. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's very concerned about her powers leaving, and that seems valid. You know, she's she was not picked this life, but she uh, has been chosen. But to at it. this point, too, like she doesn't complain about that anymore, no, right? She, she has accepted that, like this is her duty, and she's going to do it to yeah. her, the best of her ability. And she's the choices that she's had to make, the hard choices that she has made, 
she knows she can do it and she's going to continue. So then to all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, you were kind of okay with that. Never mind. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. The vampire escapes from his straitjacket, which everyone saw coming. Because whenever you make a big deal about how tied up someone is. Right. <laughs> so this vampire needs his vampire pills. Mm. Yes. Why? I mean, so, okay. Oh, it's a physical disorder at that point. So. Maybe. Uh, right. So the the idea that, like, this undead person, I don't know, <laughs> the, the idea that he needs pills for some reason, I'm not sure, like, I don't want to think too much about vampire biology. I will say that Drusilla retained her psychic abilities True. after becoming a vampire. Okay. I think this is similar. Yeah, because it's some sort of, I mean, affliction. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. So, okay, fine. He needs his vampire pills. Yeah. Question two. Is he, the vampire, being used in this trial because of the vampire pills? I thought it was because he was Cray. Did they pick a vampire who has... Because he has such an He's obvious weakness, weakness yeah. that other vampires do not. Maybe. That sounds very reasonable. Because then they're like, trapping her in this place. With a vampire, yes. He's maybe crazier than your average vampire, but he's not necessarily as strong. Yeah. Because he has this, like thing that hurts him so much he can't do anything until he takes his pills and like it seems to happen pretty frequently right and it would require the slayer to display some sort of she knowledge had, yeah and so like there is a way to defeat him that involves thinking mm -hmm. because if it's just a regular vampire then i mean from what we've seen regular people going up against regular vampires they're going to lose yeah. the vampire is stronger right, right. but if this vampire they brought him because of this pill thing, then it makes a bit more sense. But, like, the pill delivery system... <laughs> a long spoon? So flawed. <laughs> and, like, their tongs for the, for the, for water, the water cup. Yeah. <laughs> Do vampires even drink water? He can't dry swallow a pill. He gives him some blood. Are they feeding him? Am I concerned about vampire rights now? I don't know. This is taking a very strange turn. Yep. <laughs> Is this Angel's only scene? So the oh vampire escaped. Sort he like vamped up some dude and right by getting one of his arms free. Right. So the vampire minder is the dumbest. Oh, dumb, he's dumb terrible. Yeah. That ever dumbed. Yeah. Like oh, I'm gonna go closer to him because he can't open his eyes. Yeah. I, no. Just throw movie. the pills at him. And, like <laughs> you know, one's probably gonna make it in. <laughs> That's a good call. Is this Angel's only scene in the episode? Are you forgetting about? The wrestling? Oh, oh, the wrestling, right, of course, wrestling. There's more candles here. Did uh. you, like, all he does is light this place by candlelight anymore. And, like, fire, I guess. Thank goodness that's not analogous to sunlight. Otherwise, he'd be fucked. <sighs> Buffy is very sad about her things, and she is despairing what her life will look like outside of slaying. We got callbacks to both Mr. Pointy and the judge. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Mr. Pointy, I don't think, since Kendra gave it to Buffy. Allegedly, she still has it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'm assuming we'll see it again. Like, I think it's more a thing that we'll just kind of, like, occasionally reference. Weird. But isn't it also weird for her to be like, uh, oh, take my trusty stick, Mr. Pointy, with me, yeah. off to slay some vampires? <laughs> like... When you say it like that, it does sound <laughs> oddly dumb. <laughs> do, do you think she liked this book Angel got for her? Uh, she seems pretty underwhelmed. Yeah. She seems sonnets very underwhelmed. from the Portuguese is the book. It's a collection of 44 love sonnets. <laughs> First published during 1850. 
So, Angel is telling Buffy about how he saw her get called. Nope. He tells her! He's like, I used to watch you from afar. He fell in love with her because he could see her heart. And the entire time, running through my head, I've just got, he's 341 years old. He's so old. He's 341 years. He's 341 years old. Do you notice how they stopped bringing up his age? Oh, yeah. Ever since he went to hell, they're like, we don't know, guys. We don't know how old he is anymore. We're not going to say it. Also, just... It's a bad idea to say it, and I think they regretted saying it so much in season mm. two. I mean, she's 18 now, so. <laughs> I got to cut that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so creepy how old he is. Yeah. And... They must have finally realized they can't they keep talking about it. bringing it up. We need yeah. to, like, people need to forget about it. Forget all about that shit. Oh, that angel? He's clearly in his 20s. Yeah, Which early is still 20s. pretty creepy. Early 20s, it's fine. I guess, Four years older than her? That's okay. Yeah, it's a bit weird when she's 16 and he's 20, but... Mm, <laughs> imagine if he was hundreds of years old. How much worse that would be. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> So this is where we see Ripper go into the house. There are two vamps around, right? They're both free. Yeah. And he notices that some shit is up. This is the house that the Watchers have, like, set up. But suddenly there's, like, blood on one of the banisters. He breaks off a piece of the railing to use as an impromptu stake. And you're like, yeah, this is the Ripper that I know, right? He's a goddamn hero. He's going to try to save (laughs) as many people as he can. Right. And he's a badass. He sees some guy and he's like oh oh, a bit of blood oh no ah." and he runs out of the house or he sees i don't know what yeah something really bad okay i don't want to try to imagine why do all of these people not have stakes and crosses all the time i don't know crosses i mean i will find out that they don't work very well on this dude so sure yeah. I kind of understand that. Buffy's kind of like crosses are OP, and then they're not. Oh, that didn't work out for her. But yeah, so Blood Watch 2017. Mm, uh, yeah. Whoa. Okay. We don't see the mangled guy. No. Except his like. There's blood legs. on the wall. There's like a lot of blood on the banister. Like Giles touches it, and it's just like his hand is covered in pretty liquidy blood. Yes, something terrible has happened in the house, and he's like, "Oh no! I hope QT didn't die." Why did QT not die? I don't like it. Well, very QT much. wasn't there, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. Not that I want anyone to be horribly murdered, but. Well, talking about horrible murder, let's talk about Buffy's attempt at a red alert here in her Red Riding Hood esque. It's a up. it's a Red Riding Hood, is what it is. Pretty much. It's a red hooded jacket. It's like it's terrible. <laughs> so it's not good. No. And, like, her sh- the white shirt thing she's got going on underneath, also not good. No. For some reason, she didn't get Angel to walk her home. Yeah. Which... Knowing what she knows, she really should. Knowing that she's weak and that this is Sunny D and it's after dark. And, I mean, part of it might just be that she doesn't want to feel like she's helpless. Because, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that she doesn't... Like, that's not what she wants. Yeah. But there's... Oh, like, I can protect myself, and no, Buffy, you can't. I'm coming with you. It's really dangerous outside for, like, people like Teresa who walk home alone yeah. after dark. That Doesn't girl go well for them. that I, Angel, murdered. <laughs> right? Like, Angel knows how bad guys think. Yeah. He's sort of a bad guy some of the time. Why is he not following her creepily? 
Right? There's no way Angel's not following her. How? But he isn't. The fact that there's no more Angel in this episode is so problematic. Yeah. Because, you know, later on when Buffy's like, oh, I need to go fight that guy. So she's like, hey, Angel, I know exactly where we need to go. Can you meet me there? Hey. It'd be really helpful if you came with me because, you know, you're a vampire who can punch vampires. But it's not like the the circumstances ever get dire. It's not like Buffy's mom's captured and she's really mad about that. Does Angel? I mean, maybe, no, does Angel have a phone? That's more argument for Angel to go yes. with her. Yeah. Yes, because because the stakes are so high. The stakes are so high. They have been raised. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we see Angel anymore? Like all he does is watch Buffy through windows. That's his entire thing. <laughs> he has no other hobbies. What is he doing if he's not following her home? We don't want to know. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, so Buffy gets sexually assaulted by a couple creeps. They're, then yeah, jumped creepy. by the two vamps. Yeah. And they're chasing her, and she gets rescued by Giles in the G-Mobile. And at first, she tries to, like, flag down a car. <laughs> you think a car is going to stop in, in Sunnydale, Sunnydale at, at night? night? <laughs> <laughs> to help you? <laughs> People no. aren't that dumb. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Giles rescues her. But then, I guess, spills the beans about why she is so weak. In his mind, so things have obviously gone too far. Right. Oh, the, the, the test is over. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the vampire escaped. It's not like a controlled situation anymore. No. Right? And I mean, when it was going to be a controlled situation, like, you know, maybe it's that whole thing where they say, oh, if Buffy fails, she'll die. But really, they'll step in and crossbow him. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. They don't ever really say that. I would not trust the Watchers to do that, honestly. No. But I mean, if someone gives you a gun and they're like, you have to shoot this dog. Right. Right? Do you assume that gun is loaded? I don't know. I check that the gun is loaded. (laughs) You're not allowed to check. Why does no one check? (laughs) I don't know. You're probably not allowed to check. That's like first rule of gun safety. (laughs) Right. That's true. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so Buffy is super betrayed. This is actually a really affecting scene. Because she's so betrayed by Giles. She's a very good actress, it turns out. And because, she sells it entirely. But you know why she sells this so well? Because Giles is there. Because she's oh. angry. Oh, yeah. Because she is sad, but she's more angry. Yeah. And she's very good at sad angry and not good at, like, mopey sad. And she's saying all the things that, like, you know, we're also thinking of yeah. why. <laughs> like, there's no... You, you can't you haven't actually... Fucking Talk to these people before. Why are you now listening to them when they tell you to nearly kill me? Yeah, basically. And like, okay, I mean, how did she not notice that there were needle marks (laughs) appearing on her arm? Maybe she heals incredibly fast. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, uh, Giles tells her that Zack is not a cool dude. Mm. The vampire. Yes. He was a serial killer in life. Yeah. And that has transferred over into his undeath as things are wont to do, I guess. Personality. Yeah. And this is sort of a thing we'll go into more later. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, your personality as a person does sort of transfer into your personality as a demon. But your soul is... You don't have a soul. Yeah. And so... You are a demon. I mean, if you think about human angel, he's just like this dumbass who does whatever he wants. You know, no responsibilities, just drinking and doing whatever. And then, I mean, evil angel is also just doing whatever he wants. Yeah, that's true. It's just... He's just much more competent at it. He's much more competent. And the things he wants to do are much worse. (laughs) Way more fun. Yeah. And 
I mean, we'll learn a lot more about about Spike and Spike's past later, mm. and like how human Spike and vampire Spike do share a lot of things. Fair. So this guy being like, I, I don't really understand how he became a vampire because it's like he was committed to an asylum and now he's a vampire. If there's one thing that Batman's taught me, it's that asylums are mm. constantly getting broken out of. Right. Yeah. Arkham Asylum. like It's like a sieve. <laughs> it's a colander. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, why do they send anyone there? <laughs> it's so insecure. Yeah. Yeah. So Cordy at some point comes in. and Wearing like a giant coat. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But she's, like, lightening the mood. She's a lot of fun in this sort of yeah. way. Because she can lighten the mood. When Buffy asked her for a ride home, and she just immediately said, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I I was honestly pretty touched by that. I was touching. Yeah, because they're good friends. Like, they, and- Or she is a good person who doesn't question that. Like, yeah. Buffy needs something. She will be there for her. And, like, I mean, she was directing anger towards Buffy after this whole Xander Willow thing. Oh, yeah. Because she just needed somewhere to direct that anger. But her and Buffy, they don't really have anything between them that should be negative. No. It's just, she's kind of associating that whole, oh, Buffy's weird, Xander and Willow are weird, that's why I acted the way I did dating Xander, mm-hmm. and so, like, I want nothing to do with them. But, yeah, like, she's going to help someone who clearly needs actual help yeah it was nice it's such a small scene yeah and like such a small moment even yeah of a scene but it's it really hit me i don't know i really <laughs> liked it i have hashtag good friends oh so cute <laughs> uh oh zach he's getting up to fun stuff so like this is the most real danger joyce has ever been in yeah i think <laughs> we use a spike but <laughs> motion at her neck while Angel's pounding on the Yeah, no. I saw all those thoughts flit across your face and then you decide no. <laughs> Darla. Darla sure. bit her. Right, that's true. That's true. Darla wasn't going to torture her though. That was and the like, furthest it was going to go. I mean, as we're about to learn, this guy's got some issues with, with moms. who are mothers. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, so Joyce hears a noise. And she goes to her gate, Dave. And what does she see on the balcony? Or deck? I don't know. Porch. Porch. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'm going to describe it to it's you. It's like a coat? Is it him? Because he's under something. He's So he's in the the struggle with Buffy. Right. He stole her red coat. Right. Her red riding hood. <gasps> Grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. So okay. it's not what they were going for, but I like that you've got it. Isn't it? That's a reversal of the actual story, though. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what they're referencing. I guess. It really... He, he makes more comments later oh. about, like, things related to this. Oh, man. I didn't pick up on that as a as an explicit thing. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like they're slapping in the face. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because, okay. But, okay. Like, there's just so many problems with this. I think I was more angry at the Watchers through this entire thing. He's lying there. Yeah. Right? And she sees someone lying on her porch. (laughs) After having knocked? Yes. Or whatever. And like, you know, oh, that's Buffy's red hood coat. Of course. And so the way that they shoot it, you just see like a figure in this Mm -hmm. coat. And so, oh, who, who knows who that could be? But let's just think about what Joyce would have seen. Would she not have seen a fully grown man... With a coat over a third of his body? And she, and she confuses this for Buffy? Yeah, it's and dark. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's insane. 
It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Zach takes a selfie with Joyce. He is a fan of, what is it, a Polaroid? Polaroid. Yeah. It's He's some, a fan of the Polaroid. It's some pretty, like, 90s serial killer shit, if we're being honest. He's leaving all the selfie. He's leaving the selfie on, like, their door or something. It's it's all good times. He's such a fan of that camera, though. He really is. Shit. Yeah. Buffy comes home. She's mad about this. She calls Angel, obviously. Because... Right. She's like, oh, no. Joyce. Yeah. Like, I need to go and kill this guy. I need to take everybody I know. Ripper's a badass. Gonna right? take and him. And he's guilty as fuck. Yeah. So, like, he needs to get in there. Yeah. And he loves Joyce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take Angel along oh, for the ride. Her for a sure. <laughs> no, like... And I don't even care. Maybe you're still mad at Giles. You're not taking him. Whatever. Sure. Take Angel. Fucking Angel is so useful in this situation. Take your mom's fucking car. Like, steal it. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. Drive to wherever the she's hell Angel before. is. Yeah, she's bad at it. Who cares? Sure. Drive to where Angel is. Pick him up in the car. Drive to the other place. Rescue Joyce. Mm-hmm. With Angel, who is at full strength. Does not happen. <laughs> Instead, Buffy puts on the overalls of butt kicking. <laughs> I mean, plus one to intelligence? I don't know. I think they were going for the idea of making her seem younger and smaller than she was. And in that way, it worked really well. Yeah. Or maybe she just really digs overalls. Overalls are like, these are my work clothes. I'm going to get shit done. She's got many pockets to keep one useful item in. Yeah, and That holy use... water that she puts in there and you see that's the only thing in her lock and load montage. Ha! <gasps> Sorry, what is it that's OP? Is it... Is it... Crosses should have been. Oh. Crosses were up until now. Oh. But now apparently it's holy water. She's got like a giant bag of shit that she we... She has so much shit. ...barely see getting so, packed. I mean, and she brings the bag. She even continues to carry it around with her. It doesn't really work for her. And now, Dave, you were just telling me that... This idea that Red Riding Hood being a thing. Okay. So when when she's she's at the house, she's like trying to find the guy, and and she has her bag. And when he catches her, he's like, "Oh, why did you come to the dark of the woods to bring all these sweets to grandmother's house? Oh fuck! If you stray from the path, you will lose your way." Was I drunk for this? I don't even know. <laughs> he talks about man. I even like I had Red Riding Hood for that coat, and then I just lost the train <laughs> from there. I have dropped the ball. Hundo P. So sorry about that. Um, QT survived. Ripper now finds the courage to tell QT to go fuck himself after learning that QT just watched Buffy go into this house and then shut the door, locking it and locking her inside of it. Ah, yes. The Slayer and her mother are in there with a crazy vampire and another vampire. The game is afoot! Is basically what that British motherfucker said to himself. Yeah, he is the worst person. Sure is. I don't like him. Uh, I don't don't like his character either. Like, just from a meta standpoint. Because he's... Why is he here now? Why is he not Faith's watcher? (laughs) That'd be the worst. I don't want to watch that. Uh, yeah, I don't want to watch it either, but at least you'd have a watcher then. We don't know where Faith is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Buffy has, in my words, an incredibly dark fight. <laughs> uh, she, she kills one of the vamps? Question mark. Nope. No, apparently not. <laughs> nope. I couldn't see what the fuck was happening He falls anyway. down, she runs away. You're like, maybe he's dead. Hard to say. Yeah, hard to say. No. And then she thinks to herself, well, crosses are OP. I'll just cross this fellow and everything shall be fine. 
Incorrect. <laughs> he likes the burning. Now, I mean, he's set up to be super crazy, but like before we were having it such that vampires could not approach a cross. They could not look at a cross. And now he's like pressing it against himself. And I'm sure it hurts, yeah. but like not that much. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's a certain level of mas- masochism that, I don't know. Right? This is not, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> we here come to our next segment because... Buffy wanders through the house, runs through the house, right? She's trying to get away. She's trying he's to get chasing away. her. There's trying to like find a, Joyce. There's like a stairs scene where he's got his arms through the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she enters a room. <laughs> and this uh-huh. is where we come to our next segment. Be prepared. <laughs> yes, my teeth and ambitions are bad. Be prepared. <laughs> yes, our teeth and ambitions are bad. <laughs> or his are, at least. The vampires. Are you questioning how long it took him to take all these boards and put them in this room? Wallpaper? <laughs> An entire room with Polaroids of Joyce captured? Like, how long has he had Joyce? How long has he had Joyce? What the... How? What? How? What sort of preparations was he up to? I guess his, he had plans, right? Like, he had plans to tie her up or something and take her to this room and torture her while she could see her mom, pictures of her mom all around the place. So, okay. So let's back it up. But it's wallpapered. (laughs) So this this vampire man, he knows about the game. Because he even says, we're going to play the game, but we're Mm -hmm. not going to play the other rules. So he knows who Buffy is. Somehow he discovers where Buffy lives. Question mark. And that Buffy lives with her mother. Also question mark. He shows up at Buffy's mother's residence with a... Polaroid camera. So he turned the watcher dude. Oh. And that watcher dude knew. Okay. Good. I like that. Yeah. Good. So he shows up there. Already got his camera. How many pictures can one of those take? Hundreds. Thousands, thousands. probably. Yeah. yeah. So he's got his camera. He's got all his tape. Because God knows he's got to tape all those to the wall. Yeah. Right. And then he just um, takes hundreds of photos and tapes them all up. One by one. <laughs> He's got another person there to help him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's taking the pictures, the other guys shaking and then taping. Cause there's no real like it's just it's just wallpapered, you know? Yeah. There's no placement no, to no. it. It's everywhere that you could stick a picture, a picture has been stuck. Right. So this just took hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ballpark. It's crazy. But you know what? I can't fault him. He has committed to the bit. Oh. I mean, this is like this is some real, like, horror movie type shit. You this know? is Dexter level, yeah. Right, like, you go in the room, it's dark, you turn the light on, and what do you discover? But something spooky. There's an episode of Jessica Jones where she finds a room full of pictures of her that David Tennant has taped to a wall. Amazing. Right? But, like, he's been at that for a while. Yeah. Okay. He had the time. He's had, like, weeks, <laughs> let's say. This guy had an hour. I mean... Maybe more. How long does it take for one of those pictures to develop? I don't know. Couple seconds, I think. Right. Click, click. Yeah. No big deal. Anyway, it, <laughs> it's great. Um, the vampire starts to get uh, pill headaches. Right. Right. The, about, he's about to bite Buffy. Yeah, the fight turns. Yeah. And uh, she dives through a laundry chute. Yep. Dumb waiter? No. Sure. I, I don't know. know. Something. Ends and, up oh, in the basement. Look, it's Joyce. Hey, Joyce. Lucky day. <laughs> oh, lucky day. Yeah. Found her. Uh, uh, she's got minimal time to prepare and this vamp is coming after her and she stole his pills yeah and so and so she knows about the pills he knows yeah. he's gonna have to take them yeah 
inexplicably the door to the basement is locked. Sure. More for the effect of him breaking it down, I assume. Yeah, locked from the inside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Joyce down there? Tied up to a chair. But no, don't think about that. <laughs> Maybe he went up the dumbwaiter. Oh. <laughs> Or he forgot how doors work. Well, <laughs> he's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> gets down there, uh, fights Buffy, grabs the pills from her, takes them, and then grabs the water, chugs that back, and he's like, no, you're going to get it. But uh-oh, that holy water that we saw, what? that was filling the glass, and it takes a little bit, but then he turns to dust or whatever. Yay! Buffy's line about... If I was at full Slayer power, I'd be punning right about now. Top quality. And I noticed... Earlier in this episode, when she's fighting that uh, initial vampire, she is getting more bantery mm. because we will continue yeah. to get more bantery during the fights, yeah. which does break the fight up a little bit. It's not just like punch, punch, kick, kick, kick. It's Eventually like, stake. Right. It's like, uh, I say a witty thing and then I punch some more and look, another witty comment. Yeah. Yeah. Now I stake you. Then the other vampire shows up and Giles comes in to save Buffy. Sure. Right. And so, in no way does this redeem anything Giles has done. No. He's just, in essence, cleaning up the mess he created. Yeah. Buffy probably would have been in some trouble if he didn't do that. Mm. For sure. But, yeah. Uh, she's also got a pretty slashy head wound that's all bloody. Mm. So, blood watch. Good times. Continues. Yeah, blood watch, man. And, uh, yeah. We get to go see QT, our favorite councilman. Favorite of the council, yeah, which has a lot of people that we'll always see and hear about after this. Faces. Uh, He is saying that Buffy passed her test. Hype, hype. Good job, Buffy. Yeah. But Giles has failed. He got too attached, too Mm -hmm. emotional. And so he's fired. Yep. From the Watcher Council. That's it. He's still a librarian, so. They can't get rid of him. Yeah. They can't fire him from that job. And they can't make him stop seeing Buffy. Right. If she does not also wish to do so yeah but now i'm like ah here's where wesley comes into things i remember him sort of vaguely okay so i'm gonna tell you that yes yeah is it gonna be next episode maybe not (laughs) yeah i wouldn't expect it to be it will be soonish and then face watcher will show up soon after that right sure yeah one (laughs) one watcher for two slayers we've seen how that goes huh terribly but yeah giles interfered with the test so he's fired and there's implications that there will be a new watcher then our button is just me screaming because it's willow's stupid fucking third color of this stupid fucking bucket hat and it's pulled right down to her eyeballs yeah like it's interfering with her vision it's amazing it's terrible it's just it's the worst yeah and so we see, like, Giles' defiance of the council gets him fired. Yep. Right? And presumably this is what he was afraid of. But, like, why was being a part of the council something that he needed in any way? Like, <laughs> oh, all those times that he got help from them or talked to them. Yeah. I don't know. <gasps> right? I don't know. I really don't. So, I mean, whatever. He's fired now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the button is this hat. And uh, I don't know what's partially uh, Willow is freaking out about Giles being fired. Right. Because she can't really like her, that's really messing with her worldview, I think. Yeah. And then um, Buffy can't get the peanut butter open. So Xander's like, oh, don't you worry. I'm a strong, manly figure. I've yeah. got this. And of course, he, doesn't have he it. does not got this. Yeah. yeah. Utterly forgettable other than Willow's hat. 
Real out of stupid I think even I think Oz has like a, a line. Honestly, like they really don't give Oz a lot to do a lot of the time. And that's why he ultimately leaves the show, right? I think he maybe had like as many or less lines than Cordelia this episode. Yeah. And he's still like in the gang. Yeah. You know? And it's depressing it because is. I want more Oz. I love Seth Green. Yeah. He's great. He's really great. Thinking about his lines about the improvisational jazz marching band. <laughs> it just brings you that. such joy. Yeah. And yeah, Seth Green leaves the show and it was partially like being written out, but I think partially it was also him being like, no, I'm not coming back for more. Yeah. Because you're not giving me shit to do. Right. Will we see the werewolf makeup again? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Are there ever two werewolves? Yes. Yes! <laughs> You're just, oh, validation. You just, you just keep being so early. You're like, this time, this is it. Two werewolves. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Dude. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I want it to happen so bad. Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? Yeah. I think I have problems, the same problems you have with Giles yeah. and his motivations. Yeah. But like, from the perspective of like, how the episode is written in terms of people's relationships mm. and even like, from the perspective of the things that happened to Buffy. She is betrayed by her, both of her father figures yep. and then questions her entire purpose in life. Yeah. And like, happy 18th birthday, Buffy. Right? <laughs> her birthdays are always good. Her birthdays are, yeah, a bad time for her. Like she was saying, <laughs> bad things happen on her birthday. Uh, <laughs> At least the world didn't almost end. So she's got that going for her, which is nice. Giles ultimately being fired like he should have just quit a long time ago but at least this this is a more reasonable position for him to be in Mm -hmm. because I think that they may have made a mistake by ever having the Watcher's Castle be a thing yeah and they're probably starting to realize that at this point and they're like oh no we, we introduced this thing into our canon and we really need to fix it somehow because we keep forgetting about the fact that Giles should maybe be talking to these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that they had Faith get a fake watcher. And then... And then they're not going to have her get a real watcher. I mean, they are. Oh. It's just not going to be her own watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that they gave Faith her own fake watcher. <laughs> And they'll never give her her own real watcher. Uh, yeah. That's so crazy pants. Because she's not in the, the show for that much longer. Yeah. Her arc is season three. Yeah. And then she's gone yeah. on a bus, if I remember correctly. And, uh, like, that's just how she do. Wait, what? Kendra had a watcher. But he, we never saw him. She, she had one. She they had used one to have one. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's really where it breaks down. Is that Faith somehow had a Watcher when she, like, was only barely a Slayer? And now that she's, like, a full-fledged Slayer, nothing? I don't know. So, okay. (sighs) Who won? Um, Giles is finally free of the council. Right? QT. Because he always wins in his mind, right? I mean, he kind of got what he wanted from Buffy. Yeah. He got his, like, proof that she's the slayer for them or whatever. And they got to finally get rid of Giles, that guy who never talks to them. I don't have a good answer for this. Because, like, I mean, a lot of our other Scoobies aren't really doing much of anything. Nope. Angel didn't win. He's not in it and Buffy didn't like his present. Just imagine if he'd saved the day. Oh, Buffy, I was watching you, you know, like always. And I noticed <laughs> that your mom had been kidnapped. Right. So I thought, oh, I better follow her and make sure everything's okay. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. 
And like this coming from an episode where he literally was like, I watched you. I watched you when I didn't even know you. 341 years old. (laughs) Willow certainly didn't win because of her stupid fucking hats. Honestly, Zach was having a pretty baller time. Zach was having a great time. Until that thing where he drank the holy water. I think Zach might be a reasonable winner. (laughs) Even though he died. (laughs) It is a bit of a downer episode. Yeah. But there's like a lot of... It's a lot of character development for not very many characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of things happen, but it's mostly for Buffy and Giles. And Giles. And it's mostly bad. Yeah. But then at least... It's bad, but interesting. It is interesting. And like up to this, it was always just like, oh, Buffy and Giles, best friends forever. He's the best dad. Yeah. He's the best dad. Everything's perfect. Yeah. And people make mistakes. I don't think Giles would have made this mistake. But anyways, I don't know. You know what? I think Zach wins. He had a great time. He got to take all those pictures of Joyce. (laughs) (laughs) Had a good old photo shoot. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What is the best outfit from this episode? I know you're going to be mad. It's the Red Riding Hood? Oh, I was going to say it was Willow. Oh, I'm very mad. <laughs> it's just, it's just such a return With to classic yellow Willow. yellow tights and, and her like pink that, skirt and her green shirt. You know shirt? how hot her head must be? <gasps> it's and such the, a thick toque. Yeah. No one else is wearing hats. Guys, it's probably like summer or something. It's January in California, but, like, but still. basically summer. That's Canada summer. Yeah. Her poor sweaty willow head. Oh. Her hair must be awful. So what did man. what did you think our friend Taylor Kingston thought of this episode? The one hmm. where Giles gets fired? No. Nope. The one with the crazy vampire. The one where Buffy loses her powers. <gasps> did you look it up? No. <laughs> word for word. Yeah. Oh my god. You're inside. <laughs> it is you. It is you. <laughs> Just think about it, Michaela. I came up with this person. I was like, wow, they're so obsessed. They get major things about the episode wrong. (laughs) And I can predict everything. It's like... (laughs) This this review was written 22 March 2015. The long con on this is just... When were you in Australia, Dave? (laughs) I never went to Melbourne. In my defense. I love this episode. It's just fantastic. Is it one of his favorites? I really do love it. It's interesting, and unlike anything I, as a Buffy fan, had seen. In this episode, Buffy mysteriously loses her powers, like speed and strength, and she's devastated. She doesn't know what to do. She's about to turn 18, and that's actually the reason why she loses her powers. It turns out that when a Slayer is about to turn 18, her Watcher, in this case, Giles, must give her a needle filled with some kind of liquid that takes her powers away. On board. Then she must fight a crazy vampire and defeat them without help. How stupid is that? I guess they want to see if a normal human could defeat a crazy vampire. (laughs) And as we've seen from literally every other episode, most normal humans can't get away from a vampire and they die. Does the Watcher Council want Buffy to die? Because that's just stupid. In the end, Giles comes clean about what he was forced to do and Buffy defeats the vampire and gets her powers back. Overall, a lot of good stuff in there. Overall, I give this episode a ten out of ten. Wow, GK ah! loves this fucking episode. <gasps> it's one of his favorites. There were a lot of like, how stupid is that, and that's just stupid. But still, <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> yep. Something that we actually neglected to do last episode because I knew what was coming up this episode. Oh. What is coming up next episode, Michaela? The Zeppo. Ooh, ooh, right, oh, it is the Zeppo. You remember, don't you? I, no, I, oh. I know 
vague things about it. So <laughs> going to have a good time, my friend. <laughs> I know that it's about Xander because mm-hmm. both of his friends now are these super-powered humans. Yeah. And actually, Faith is there too, and she's nominally his friend. And Oz, Oz is, is a, a werewolf. 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 Uh, mm. Cordy's no longer his friend. And she's, yeah. She's normal, yeah. but he's like the only non-magical person in the group. Right. Yeah, uh, so he has to struggle with that and like find what his thing is. And Zeppo was one of the lesser-known Marx brothers who did, like, a couple films, and that's who he is, basically. He's a Zeppo. Yeah. I'm actually far more familiar with the Avatar The Last Airbender episode that is basically this. Huh. And it's where Sokka is just distressed that he's not a bender of any kind, and he's hanging out with these awesome people. And he goes and, like, in the space of 22 minutes, gets an awesome sword, trains a bunch with it, and levels up in badass. And I don't think that's what this episode is. It's going to be pretty different from that. Yeah. it's That's a good episode of Avatar, though. <laughs> Xander's just going to go on a little adventure. Oh. 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 I'm pretty sure this will endear Xander to me. Yes. Which is something that we're sorely in need of. And I think this may be a bit of a turning point for good. Xander. Yeah. We've got because... a few of those, but we need more. Yeah. And a lot of, like the bad things about Xander we're kind of done with, Mm. you know? Like, I just so hope we're done with him being interested in Buffy. Yeah, that hasn't come up in a while. It hasn't. That's good. Has that come up this season? When Faith was introduced. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just him being interested in Slayers in general. Yeah. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That will be good. Well, that's what's up next time. Listeners, if you want to reach out to us about what we've said over the course of the show, you can hit us up on email. That's beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. That's in the show notes. You can find this episode on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Or you can reach out to Michaela or I personally on Goodreads, the book review slash recommendation platform. I'm on there at cryptonomonym, which is spelled like it sounds. <laughs> Michaela? I am on there at Michaela. Very nice. Make sure to hashtag all of those books. Welcome to the Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.